pulled up y'all's Papa Perch. <laughs> Got <it. laughs> Mama raving on the scene. <laughs> what up? She's about to school y'all on some spiritual etiquette. <laughs> school y'all in fucking reality. Hope y'all are doing well. Grab something to drink. Maybe something to munch on. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> What's wrong? Nothing. <laughs> I. So. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm good. You sure? I'm really I... does not need us. In fact, it would thrive. Guy would thrive without us. So, the earth doesn't need us. We need the earth. And right now, Guy's pissed of everything that she's endured. I don't fucking blame her. Volcanoes are going off. I know that the fucking, um, the core of the earth is stopped rotating and now it's going in the opposite direction. Half the people are freaking the fuck out. Planets are finally all aligning. Things are going into authenticity. Guy is pissed. And she's tired of being ignored. As are the rest of us. People pleasers. Who give and give and give and give. And just get polluted on. So I think we can all empathize with Gaia. With our earth. And what she's experiencing. She's saying no more, just like the rest of us. We must connect. We have elementals who wish to connect with us. Earth, air, fire, and water. There are so many elementals out there. There are so many other creatures. And what's the word I'm looking for? entities i guess because they're not deities they're just other entities other beings who wish to connect with us you know you must go into it with respect you must go into it with open-mindedness with compassion with grace they want to help us but if we do not reach out that extending hand let me try this again inaction is worse than just doing a little bit because inaction is adding to the problem inaction is enabling and we are no longer doing that mother earth is going through a transformation 
and she requires unconditional love from us. She requires unconditional love for ourselves from us, from our own selves. Limitless, unconditional love for ourselves and for others and for her. She's sacrificed so much, as have we. We, if you are listening, especially if you're a consistent listener of my podcast, A, fucking thank you. You're amazing. I appreciate you. Even if you're not a consistent listener, thank you. You're fucking amazing. I appreciate you. Like, it's, I'm genuinely honored that you choose to take your time to hear me out, to listen to what I have to offer to this world. So, thank you very much. I genuinely am very grateful. And I genuinely, unconditionally love you. It's it's hard to come from a place of unconditional love consistently, especially with difficult people who are close to you. But we choose our families for a reason, because they are the ones that push our buttons. They are the ones that make us choose ourselves in the end. Or we succumb to their demands, and we live for them instead of for ourselves. And then eventually, once they pass on, we're lost because we've done nothing but depend on them our entire lives thus far, and we don't know what to do, who to to be, how to thrive, because our entire life has been living for them and their demands and their whatever. We don't know, we wouldn't know how to think for ourselves at that point. Everybody's a mirrored soul of us, and we have to surrender to the fact that there are shitty parts about us. We have to Surrender to the shitty fucking feelings that we that we feel. We have to surrender to the fact that, yes, we've said some bad things. Yes, we've handled things in a really piss-poor way. Yes, we've fucking hurt people. Yes, we've abandoned ourselves. Yes, we've been a part of things that are extraordinarily shameful. We are all humans and we all fuck up we need to be able to forgive ourselves especially if you've learned the fucking lesson from whatever you're beating yourself up about you need to fucking let it go you fucked up stop beating yourself up you're gonna make sure you don't do it again you need to celebrate yourself even the tiniest thing you woke up you are alive you are breathing I'm sure you've had something to eat or drink today. If not, you are still alive, you are breathing, and I suggest you get something to eat and drink today. Because food fuels you, and food is beautiful. And it doesn't matter what your fucking scale says, because your fucking scale is bullshit, and health can't be fucking weighed the fuck out. You just need to be honest with yourself and take care of yourself and listen to your body. And do your research and use your fucking discernment about anything. You need to believe you're a free spirit. You need to believe in your cosmic connection and the sacred journey that you are on. Yes, the veil is being lifted. Yes, you are connecting with these deities. Yes, there is magic. Yes, you have intuition. Yes, you have psychic powers. Yes, there are so many psychic powers. Yes, there are belief systems out there that are wrong. Yes, we have been fed lies our entire life. Yes, society needs to fucking change. Yes, you are fucking beautiful. Yes, they've been diminishing your motherfucking power your entire fucking lives because that's what fucking feeds into the system and keeps people fucking their deep-ass black hole pockets fucking attempted to be filled. You need to celebrate 
yourself and your successes. You have survived 100% of the shit life is thrown at you. Celebrate that. That's worth fucking celebrating in my book. No matter how small. You are on a sacred journey within to find your power. To find your own individual sovereignty and to reclaim what is rightly yours. You need to let go of any preconceived notions of spirituality, of this journey, of who you think you are, of what you think you can do, your limitations, your boundaries. You need to awaken to the fact that you, you're supposed to shine. If you do not fit in, you're made to stand out. You're made to shine. You're supposed to be your authentic, amazing, quirky self. We are before our time. We are here to carve a new pathway. We are here to help and guide and be the example and live life and have the human experience and evolve to be our optimal selves if we so choose to explore the magic, to explore escaping the matrix by finding your own truth and unlearning everything by giving gratitude for the knowledge and the suffering that you've gone through and the knowledge gained through the suffering and how strong you are you need to walk in your truth with balance and with patience balancing yourself grounding yourself while still meditating not losing yourself reaching out to those you trust using your discernment and finding out what you need to find out by using your intuition that gut feeling it is there for a reason you're starting in a new chapter and you need to redefine your self-worth with integrity and take time out and sit with the feeling of hope sit with the feeling of love sit with the feeling of how you felt before you got fucked by the world you need to be still with your genuine strength and use your strength as a teacher and choose to move forward Choose to move forward in changing how you talk with yourself and how you interact with the world, how you see people, how you see yourself, how you see your potential life. Just because it's been that way in the past doesn't mean it has to be that way in the future. If you want it to, don't change a fucking thing in your life and allow your past to keep repeating because that's exactly what you're going to do. But if you wish to change your future, if you wish to, if you want to succumb to your fate, stop listening now just go back to the 3d matrix and enjoy your life and i wish you the best however if you wish to seize your destiny keep going keep going surrender to the fact you are a free spirit surrender to your cosmic connection surrender to the sacred journey let go of what no longer serves you in this Give gratitude and have patience with yourself. You will reap your rewards when it is in divine timing, but you have to keep that faith. It's gonna take fucking time. We're not in a place of instant manifestations. That's in the next fucking realm after we've walked our truth and been done the authentic thing and our soul missions have been done and we've learned what unconditional love is, that we're limitless souls and that we are consciousness experiencing itself from a bunch of different variables we are the creator we can't control other people but we can control our inner world and the decisions into our 
immediate outer world. Thus healing the world through our own transformation of authenticity and unconditional love. But you must believe. What's the harm in having hope? Could be the one time that the rug won't be pulled under. That you'll never know if you don't try. Yeah, you might get hurt again. But you know what? You've been hurt before. And you're still here. Yeah, it sucks. But you can heal. You got it in you. You just gotta keep going. Keep going and... Truly believe you are limitless. Because you are. Well, thank you, Mama Raven. You're welcome, Papa Bird. Today I'm going to read the cards that I pulled for this podcast um, from the Wild Unknown Alchemy Guidebook. Or guide deck. card Uranus. When Uranus strikes, we are in for a surprise, not in the outer world, but in ourselves. What wasn't possible before is possible now, thanks to Uranus and its ability to shatter our preconceptions. This shift is in perspective or identity brings newfound freedom and opens up dormant energy for an alchemist. This may be experienced as a long-awaited ah moment or a sudden stroke of genius. Inventions and innovations are born under Uranus energy. This card may also appear to show us what is particularly unique about ourselves or another. A seemingly random or Idiosyc what is that? Idiosyncratic. Idiosyncratic. Idiosyncrasies. Idiosyncratic guilt or quality may end up being the secret ingredient needed in the laboratory. The alchemist knows this radical energy isn't sustainable. And so the work is to show up each day whether or not Uranus strikes. Don't get attached to Uranus energy. It can lead to a restlessness or chasing of an inspiration. Always looking for the next best thing. Take its medicine as an occasional blessing. Uranus is aligned with this, the story of Prometheus, the god of fire. Consider his myth and relate it to your own story. In what instances have you been Prometheus-like? The second card I pulled is Against Nature. 
on some level we all know when we are going against nature. We recognize it in feelings of impatience and agitation that arise when trying to force certain outcomes. The against nature card arrives to remind the alchemist that cannot control the uncontrollable, or they cannot control the uncontrollable. Nature has its way enveloping us in a wild narrative that we can collaborate in but not dictate. No matter our efforts to manage every aspect of our lives, the mess ensues. Spring is soggy, the lotus requires mud. People do what they do. This card heeds a warning not to fight the flow of Mother Nature or destiny. Once we loosen the grip on or of what we think life should look like, a whole new realm of possibilities awakens. Now is the time to be radically open to what nature has in store for you. Be mindful if this card appears with the Saturn or Iron card, all three indicate overreaching structure that may need revisioning. Think of this card as trying to force a square peg into a round hole. There's likely a solution waiting for you to see it. Shake things up, dance, tell a joke, take a break. Reevaluation is extraordinarily important. Reevaluation doesn't necessarily mean things have to change either. It just means that you need to reevaluate. Like, one thing Papa Perch and I do is we, it's not that we reevaluate our relationship. I mean, we kind of do. We check in with each other every, what, three weeks or so. Um, you know, hey, how you doing? How do you feel about the relationship? Is there anything that, you know, we need to improve on? Anything you're unsure of? Anything we need to talk about? You know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. um, just to evaluate what's going on and reevaluate what's, you know, the past couple weeks, see if there's anything, you know, that either of us, you know, feel like either of us could have done better or something that we needed help on that we didn't have the courage to voice earlier in the week. Um, it gives us that space, safe space to reevaluate and talk about stuff um, in an open, honest, genuine way. Um, and we're able to help each other reevaluate our own selves with that as well and understand you know, maybe why it was so hard for us to say this one thing or whatever. Um, sometimes it's just a, oh, okay, it was a miscommunication or it, it, we find out that it is a wound and then we go end up diving deep and talking four hours about, you know, both end up undigging some sort of childhood trauma that now that we're aware of it, we can do something to, you know, harness it and heal it. And we realize a certain aspect of our life has been just a coping mechanism for stuff. So it's like, okay, now we can unlearn this and have more space to figure out who we are and what we want to do and what we want to accomplish, yada, yada, yada. So, and we're learning more to go again, go not against, I'm looking at the card, so I said against, but going with the flow and not resisting, um, our emotions, our thoughts, ourselves, um, even when we have less than flattering things that fly through our heads, you know, we honestly confide in one another and be like, hey, you know, this is what has been wrapping my head for a while, mm. you know, I need to get this out, 
can I talk to you about this? And we're just, you know, no matter if it's me coming to him or him coming to me, we're like, yeah, go ahead. And a lot of it, again, comes from damage done from our past. We've both been in narcissistic abusive relationships or in abusive relationships with people with narcissistic tendencies. Um, and we've both gotten damage from it. We've been in these relationships long term. Our brain was constantly in flight, fight, or freeze for years. And there was, you know, mental damage done. And we are both work and emotional damage and spiritual damage and physical damage. And, you know, we are helping each other heal. You know, we're not healing each other. We are healing ourselves with the support of one another. And being able to go with the flow of the feelings and being able to reevaluate everything that was going on without daring to look back and without daring to reevaluate ourselves. It's going against nature and trying to remain stagnant and grasp onto the past is going against nature. Well, like you said, the only constant in life is change. Absolutely. And, you know, when you reevaluate something, it's not always on a negative note either. I mean, if, right. you, if you have something happy going on, take a moment, reevaluate, see what you could do better to even, you know, put that plus sign into that, you know. Even then, just to celebrate. Yeah. Sake, celebrate for the sake of celebration. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go on to the third card. It is the Golden Rose. The rose has long been used as a symbolic image for the summation of alchemy. The outer petals representing the first seven planets and operations, while the inner petals protect the revelations from unwelcome eyes. But what exactly resides at the center of the golden rose? Alchemy tells us it is a secret. And it is meant to be kept as such. The rose spirals both inward and outward simultaneously. It offers beauty to the onlooker while concealing its inner chambers. This is the complex nature of the golden rose. It challenges the alchemists to reorient their thinking to devote their work to honoring the secret rather than attempting to become the master of it. Kneel at the altar of the unknown. Cherish the golden rose as it is a model of self. More will be revealed. Ponder the word secret. It indicates there is something cherished that is worth protecting, worth devoting oneself to the search of. Observe how many cards with roses appear in one reading. They are indicators of the alchemical garden awakening of the mystical work manifesting itself in the physical world. So I have five cards. Alright, well these three only have the golden orbs on them. That's interesting, all three of them have the golden orbs. It says, go deeper, listen to Patti Smith's Mother Rose, and then to ponder the stars as golden roses. Hmm. 
and the last and fifth card. Alchemical Wedding. <clears throat> All hail the Alchemical Wedding. The laboratory morphs into a dreamlike dance floor and all your allies, fellow alchemists, and ancestors are here to witness the celebration. What was once lost has been found. What was once denied has come fully into the alchemist's embrace. The work is often felt as serious as studious or and studious, but the alchemical wedding in there is a mo yeah sorry guys but a, but the alchemical wedding is a moment of levity and lightness when this card arrives it is of utmost importance to mark the occasion celebrate 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 <laughs> honor and acknowledge those who have helped you along the alchemical path you have come so far Energy radiates from the uniting of opposites and the redrawing of life's blueprint. The new form has arrived. The unknown has become known. You'll be back to your existential queries and tinkering ways in no time. Now the work to, is to reveal in the miracles. The alchemical wedding is a radical act of presence and acceptance. Do something spontaneous today without rules. Books, spreadsheets, social media, or schedules. It's important we do that, folks. Oh yeah, disconnect from social media um, and discover you. Fuck social media. There's a lot of bad things about it. It can be used for good, just as with anything, but if it's in bad hands, bad things happen. Witness the journey of a fellow alchemist. Celebrate and congratulate them. The alchemical wedding is not about you. This is the key to alchemy. So congratulations to you out there if you uh, are, are celebrating today. Absolutely. Congratulations. Congratulations, Mama Raven. And congratulations, thank you for your, your aid on this path. Oh, it's my genuine pleasure. This path is, uh, art and rough. Where the fuck's my architect one? I don't know where it is. Is it the circle one? Yeah. I oh, it's right there. Oh. This circle would have been a square box. Oh, oh, the echoes of eternity. Yes, it is. It's full of knowledge and divine wisdom. Thank you. And crackers. Huh? And crackers. <laughs> so there's this thing called radical acceptance. Radical acceptance is accepting you for the fuck of accepting you. Accepting this journey. Accepting to believe and just try something new. To believe and accept the fact that you are divine. Now, I might be wrong with what that definition is to other people, but that's what I see it as. We are all 
teachers. We are all literally made of stardust. There are at least <laughs> about three quarters, if not maybe a little less, um, of the people in the world that aren't supposed to awake this lifetime. Their job is to be an example of what the fuck not to be to help us who are awakening actually awake. Um, to help us decipher um, that we are the chosen ones, that we choose ourselves, that we are the miracle, that we are what we're looking for, that we literally are the gift, we are the magic, that we are the creators, we are co-creators with the creator because we are the creators, we are one, I am you, you are me, we are just consciousness experiencing itself with different variables, with all these illusions to escape these obstacles and overcome these obstacles, to overcome our demons and discover who the fuck we actually are. You know, there's this chick I heard on TikTok. I take absolutely no credit for this. And I wish I fucking knew her name, but I have no goddamn clue. She said, okay, imagine you are God. You are infinite. You can manifest things instantly at the snap of your fingers, right? Okay. So you're living this forever. You're eventually going to get bored. So you're like, you know what? It's a crazy-ass experience, the human experience. So you go down and you live this human experience in this beautiful world that you've created full of all these obstacles, all these challenges, because, you know, all these souls decided, you know what, let's do this. And you're like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to join. But you remember that you're a god. So you're like, you know what, this isn't that fun. So you're like, you know what, we're going to do this. So you get all your trusted higher powered souls and deities and other gods together and goddesses and you're like yo all right so this is my fucking plan right i'm gonna go in naive as fuck i'm gonna forget that i'm a god i'm gonna forget i'm all powerful i'm gonna put myself in this family i'm gonna look like this i'm gonna make these things part of my physical and mental challenges that are going to uh uh handicap me somehow throughout my life i'm going to have this be my toxic trait, I'm going to put these people in my way, and I want you guys to be these toxic people to break me down so much until I realize I choose myself, and then we gonna go and figure out that I'm a god, and then we gonna rock this shit, and we gonna have fun with it, but I'm gonna be limited, because otherwise that's not gonna be fun. And everyone's like, alright, cool, let's go! And then we live the human experience. So, dare to believe, because guess what? You know what's nonsense? You know what's fucking nonsense? The fucking world. Society. That's nonsense. You know what's nonsense? Racism. You know what's nonsense? The fact that people give a fuck if you're transgender or not and actually have fucking issues with what the fuck's in your fucking pants. You know what else is fucking ridiculous and nuts? The fact that we fucking embalm people and preserve them in the fucking ground that's just polluting the earth, if you really think about it. Our bodies are supposed to naturally decay. That's going against nature. We're fucking preserving them. Instead of making them to a tree or making them to a, into a coral reef or... Why can't, why can't we get cremated or put made into some sort of decomposition something? And instead of graveyards, we have forests. Like plant a tree uh, in memoriam. I don't know. Like, people are dying all the motherfucking time. My question 
It's like, if you're cremated, right? Right. Is there, why is it a specific rule? Like, you're not, you can't dump ashes wherever. Um, I think it has to do with uh, biochemical hazard because it's technically a human body still. Even when it is cremated, the components of it, it's still a biohazard. But they also call dandelions a weed, and that gives the, they actually give you a lot of benefits. So I don't know. I can't give you a genuine answer because I'm not 100% sure. All right, then. Yeah. I know that people have tried doing it on, like, roller coasters and shit in Disney, and they've gotten in a shit ton of trouble for it. So. People have done some crazy-ass fucking shit. I love amusement parks. I just fucking hate the fact that they're not being taken care of that well. You know, I would have thought that with COVID, that are, you know, the evil, the evil disease, whatever, um... That with nobody being in the parks, they would have actually, like, done the maintenance that needs to be done on these rides. And I expected there not to be a shit ton more fucking accidents of the theme parks and all that stuff. Well, I mean, it kind of coincides with COVID because the workers got sick or, you know. I don't think they were allowed to go, even though it's like they're outside. It's not like they're working that close together, I would think. Like, it doesn't take one, or more than one person, I would think, to fucking switch out the seatbelts, then have someone else come by a little later to check them, make sure they are right. Fair enough. Like, they can make shit work. They can, they can make it work. But a lot of people don't want to take that extra time to, you know, think. That's the thing. We gotta learn, really think for ourselves. Even if it's the unpopular thought. We really need to be able to think for ourselves. And dare to question. That's one thing about my daughter. She's five. And oh my god, I love her so much. But she questions everything. She questions why she has to do stuff. She questions authority. She questions me all the time. She doesn't just say, aha, yes, ma'am. And I love that about her because she, that's going to be a wonderful trait when she is grown. And I don't want her to have to unlearn and then relearn that when that's a natural trait of hers. I'm just going to have a motherfucking headache for a long ass time. But I'm able to teach her respect. I'm able to help her and guide her. But motherfuck. One hell of a ride. So, got two cards that we're going to read from the book. We have the gem and we have the father. So, the gem is 56. Underworld keeps popping up and they want me to fucking read that too. Why won't you let me get to that page? Oh, so I'm not far enough. That's why. Because I need to go right the fuck here. Well, bam. Alright. So they want me to start with the underworld. The underworld. The nightmare, the ordeal, the bottom. The reason why I'm doing this is because I kept seeing it in the deck and then I kept turning to the page. Search for images of a map of Dante's Inferno. What does the story of Epic Descent stir into you? 
One of the earliest stories on record is that of the goddess Inanna's descent. Turns out descending into the underworld is as old as time itself. The Nightmare of the Ordeal at the Bottom. This is no time to mince words. The archetypal territory of the underworld is fraught with nightmares, suffering, and pain. It is the darkest shadow realm, which we try to vigilantly avoid or deny at any cost. Try as we might, the darkness pulls us into the depths through the disturbing dream images, unexpected accidents, illness, war, conflict, and ultimately death. Not visiting the underworld or denying its existence altogether is what gives, us, gives it dangerous power. Traversing it forces us to bow humbly to the greater forces that be while summoning the inner strength we previously underestimated. Take solace that the underworld subsumes everyone from time to time, making us deeper friends, more intimate partners, soldiers of light amid our shadowy times. Facing darkness and choosing light is the most profound calling of all. You need to be able to explore your shadows you need to be able to know what your shadows are so you know how to handle yourself when you get into particular situations you know how to handle yourself optimally and you're able to take accountability for your actions and realize why you respond and do things the way you do and we have the gem the diamond, the gold, the inner treasure. The moments of your life that glimmer are clues where the gem resides. Don't covet the sparkling diamond of another. The gem is like a fingerprint, never to be repeated again. Find yours. <coughs> we all have our own destiny that is sealed off for us. A perfectly shaped spot for us to fit that is ever-changing just like we are. No one can take away what is ours. We can give it away, we can refuse it, but no one can take it from us. In mythology, the diamond is often linked to the daemon, or inner light, that leads us towards our true self, our purpose, our destiny. That's interesting. Daemon. D-A-I-M-O-N. No wonder why they say, oh, it's demon demonized, because through the shadows is where the fuck you find your truth. Right. And in the shadows is where the demons reside, hence us being in the, sh the, the demonic realm right now, us being in hell, because we're authentically being able to, ha, <laughs> we have to force our shadows, that's why it's fucking hell right now, because you can't deny your authenticity. You can't run away from the eternal truth of you. And that's why they call them demons, even though the the di diamonds, demons, is the fucking inner light. It's your fucking truth. That's why they call it the demons and demonic, and you want to banish all the demons because it's the fucking truth that you have the power in you. You don't need church. You are the church. I mean, I work with Jesus. I work with Yahshua. He is, I work hand in hand. He is brother to me. I am sister to him. At the same time, so is Lucifer. So the fuck is Hades. So is Archangel Michael. Loki's my fucking spirit dad. Like, Hakate's my maternal mother person. Grandma. Watch over her person. You know? Like. And they're the demons. They're, they're the demonic ones. But at the same time, everything else is sugar-coated. Gosh! Darn it, religion's infuriating. Think for yourselves, people. Come to your own fucking truth. 
There are infinite names for the gem. It is also known as the jewel, the star, the talent, the gift, the gold. One thing for certain is that it is found deep within a substance that is very much unlike it. For example, a diamond in the rough. The gem always stands in contrast to its surroundings. You can't find it when you are among comforts and pleasantries, hence going into the shadow realm. Precious stones develop slowly deep in the earth amid pressure and darkness. Discovering the gem requires a, de a descent beneath the surface where there is no definitive map. Yet the longing to, t yet the longing to touch the true gem within us is so strong that we cannot help but seek out its radiance. Your gem, like your destiny, is unlike any other in the entire world. Keep digging. I mean, it's not like I can. <laughs> the last one right now is the father. Uh-oh, right now. Okay, guess we have another deck after this. The great father, the masculine, the protector. Read poems about the father. Sharon Olds, his stillness, and William Blake's little boy lost. Become a student of this masculine energy. Watch the father in movies and Shakespeare plays. See the father as a pattern, not as personal. Along the mother, the father resides in the central axis of the archetypal family. The father embodies both light and dark aspects of the masculine. Thus, he is indefinitely dynamic and complex. His energy is strong and regal, embodying such virtues as honesty, wisdom, and loyalty. Yet, ironically and simultaneously, the father is often absent, literally or emotionally. Through absence or action, the father eventually reveals that he is neither a king nor a god, but a human being with many flaws and wounds. He is both the guardian and the one who leaves us to the wolves. Here yet gone, the champion and the failure, the father can never resolve or escape this duality. It, it is inherent in this archetype itself. Witnessing the father's limitations allows the child to grow beyond the family and into the world. Interesting. Hang on. I'm going to go further with that. Where the fuck's my clothes? There. Fucking thank you. Hey, look, the end world. I already read that one. The thread. Oh, yeah, sorry. You're fine? Yeah. I appreciate your help. Okay, the thread. Alright, the path, the vein, the circuit. Life is a tangle. So much happens simultaneously and circuitously, leaving us grappling for meaning and direction in a network of distractions. When we connect to the energy of the thread, however, we strike the deepest vein in the body. Our whole being responds to its tug, meaning it's... Well, we just had some glass shatter. Damn! 
<laughs> well, that's a, a reason not to leave candles unattended. Right. Confirmation, though. Damn. Well, bam! That's a thick piece of glass, too. Right. And it's made for candles, too. Alright, then. As you were saying... Let me reread what the sentence I just read for that. When we connect to the energy of the thread, however, we strike the deepest vein in the body. Our whole being responds to its tug. Don't strike no veins over here, please. <laughs> right. Meaning it's pumped through our bloodstream. <laughs> our mind and spirits are lifted. Remember who we are and what we came, to, came into this world to do. Uh, though this happens on most of the profound level, it could be the simplest incident that activates the thread. A song, an image, a conversation heard in passing. No matter how confusing and multi-layered our modern lives become, if we are connected to the thread, we are free. Being tethered to it is the only anchor our hearts required. Recall a moment in your life when you felt fully alive. The thread is waiting for you amid the details of that memory. You may think you have to find the thread and pull it. Imagine, though, that it's already tied around you, waiting for you to follow it home. And also the bardo came out, the liminal, the in-between, the transition. It is said the bardo is a place in between life and the next, this life and the next, a liminal realm through which souls pass. Envisioning its inherently mysterious space creates a potential for us to rise above the concerns of this world and see our relationships through a cosmic and timeless lens. We may receive messages from those who are no longer with us or see visions of lives yet not lived. In the bardo, there is potential to forgive the unforgivable, to say the unsaid, and to see the unseen, to love the unloved, and to let go of all the things that cause us pain. The bardo suspends us in a spaciousness for just long enough to open us to higher wisdom. Its energy does not belong to Earth as we know it, but rather to the cosmic network of which we are a single thread. Ha! Connection. The bardo is not to be feared. Take advantage of its energy by recognizing what needs to be resolved. Trust that there is a message for you from the beyond. Who is speaking? Go ahead and listen. When the veil between this life and the next is thinned, energy is stirred. This allows for remarkable healing and vision. And the difference, okay, the difference between torturing yourself going into the past and actually fucking be, it being conducive is you learning the lessons you looking for the lessons you not just sitting there with the emotions and getting lost in that and the betrayal you need to learn find the knowledge that you need to seek find the answers that you are looking for because you you will find them you'll find the answers that you need but you need to trust you need to believe you need to awaken You need to connect with Mother Earth, like I was saying earlier. You need to use your emotions as guidance. You need to shine. You need to proudly know. You need to confidently know who the fuck you are by knowing who the fuck you're not. By going within and being patient with, patient with yourself in this new chapter. And rediscovering and redefining what your self-worth is with integrity. Taking time out to sit with that hope and being still with your strength and realizing you have survived 100% of absolutely fucking everything. And then in this transformation, believe you are limitless because you are. Everyone is a mirror of you. Everyone. I am a mirror of you. 
your neighbor's a mirror of you, your daddy's a mirror of you, your kid's a mirror of you, your fucking cat, I don't know if your cat's a mirror of you, cats are awesome, I love kitty cats, meow, I don't know why the fuck I'm talking about cats, cats might be significant to somebody, meow meow, but give gratitude for your darkest self, for your best self, for your worst self, for your beautiful self, for your ugly side of yourself, you gotta choose to move forward, communicate, your truth with unconditional love. Give yourself compassion and find that balance. Surrender. Fucking surrender to your cosmic connection to your higher self in this sacred journey and let go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. You fucking got this shit. Reach out for help. Asking for help. Seeking mental help is one of the strongest motherfucking things you can do. And receiving that help is even fucking stronger. Even if it doesn't feel right, even if it feels icky, even if it feels wrong, accepting the help that you need is one of the bravest things you can do. And it takes a lot of strength and a lot of courage to achieve that. But we can do it. We all can do it. We're never presented with anything we can't overcome. How's that glass candle over there? It is shattered. I, uh... Yeah, it broke. No, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I found most of the shards and they're in the trash. Okay. Uh, wasn't expecting that. Nope. I would say Project Sphere Candle is a go. Right. Those worked out really well. Been fussing around long with candles. Starting to reuse the wax because candles are fucking expensive. There's always so much wax left over for shit. So he's been fussing with that. We've been making our own granola bars. Oh! Ooh! Ooh! Y'all have kids! Oh my fuck! If you're, especially if your kid's neurodivergent, get, and they're having anger issues, or outbursts, or whatever, get rid of any and all red 40. My child was acting abnormally ab aggressive, and I was so fucking confused why. It's the red 40. It is the artificial food coloring that makes it appealing to the children. I understand. I like colorful food. However, giving it to my child results in an awful day for damn near everybody. So, whoa, watch, watch what the fuck you eating. Watch what's in there. Do your just, research. Yeah, use your discernment. Just. And it's not just red, right? And they're saying it may also be the blue one, and I think it's yellow twenty. But, of course, the FDA isn't going to say bupkis about this. But if you talk to other parents of neurodivergent children, and if you look, it's there. As with everything, the answers are there. You just have to put in the effort to look. Truly look. But, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Bah. Excuse me. You're thank welcome. you, listener, for thank taking you, your time. Ouchie, I just snapped my rubber band. Oh, no. Hmm? 
I'm hungry now. We should go get food. Yeah. Yeah. You hungry too? Yeah. We gonna go numb. Gotta eat and go numb numb. Well, thank you again, you beautiful fucking soul, for taking time out of your life and hanging with us. We shall return with another ramblings eventually. Yeah. I love how I just, like, stopped giving, like, 18-plus warnings at the beginning of my podcast. I started, and I was really good with it, and I'm like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I have explicit written on, or, you know, for each of my things, so. I think I have my profile, I don't know. Thank you again for checking out everything. If you want to check out my book, it is on Amazon, uh, Ramblings from the Mind of an Outcast by Mama Raven. Um, it's like 15 bucks for a paperback, um, or it's like 7 or $8 for the digital copy, or it is free if you are on the Kindle, Amazon doohickey. Um, and I'm also going to be, I'm admit, amidst recording a audio copy that I'm actually going to have freely available here. So if you want to hang tight and just have a free audio copy, um, give me a week or so, and I should have it out. Um, if not sooner. So, um, yeah. If you want to support me by doing that, you're more than welcome to. And you can be a supporter on here. Um, and most importantly, you should be a supporter of yourself. Because you are your number one cheerleader. And, well, at least you should be. Because you're a motherfucking badass. And you should have your own back. I mean, your spine does. So, why shouldn't you have your own back? you already do so you know you do it always <laughs> i'm gonna go get some food <laughs> all right i love you beautiful fuckers have a wonderful day peace out Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>